What is good, beautiful people? Welcome to the NFT Mel podcast alongside your host, Daniel and Mr. James Rowdy. Yo, 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 GM, GM boys. We are here today by the Simpler Boys from Perth. What brings you to Melbourne, my friends? We're over here for the Aussie Dow meetup. So that's happening tonight. Uh, it's going to be a wild night. So we've got awesome. James, James on the mic, and we've got Ben on the on the left side. G'day, guys. How did first off? How did you guys get connected as friends, as business partners? Uh, we got connected. Oh, what's that, 2017? Yeah, at the yeah. original Perth Crypto Crew meetups. Yep, yep. So uh, we're both from Perth, both met up uh, through Perth Crypto Crew back in the day. We used to have pretty regular events uh, up in, well, that no, was down in Fremantle, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of just got, got to know each other then. Uh, through the bear market, kind of like didn't really catch up with almost anyone because the whole crew kind of just, there was a catch up where Wait, we both rocked up and it was just us two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And we were just like, all right, maybe we just uh, leave it for a year or two. How, yeah. how, quickly, how big were these meetups? Like, we, a couple of hundred people. Back in 2017? Oh, yeah. Crypto, yeah, wow. Yeah. We had a Christmas party at, um, at a beach at, club. Yeah, at, at, at Matisse. Off. And we packed the entire place out. So it would have been like five, 600 people. Wow. That's um, awesome. So we had, this was when like Power Ledger. If you remember Power Ledger, remember like, Neo back in the day, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So Anshares and, and yeah, Neo, yeah, 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 all that. Um, so yeah, around then, uh, this is when Power Ledger launched in, in Perth, and they they set a lot of records and they were super successful for Perth. Yep. And um, so they ended up coming down to the events and all that kind of stuff and speaking. So that got a lot of people down, um, and they really got behind us for quite a while. Um, and when we did the Matisse one, they ended up coming down and speaking at the Matisse. And this was at the peak, peak like the pinnacle of all this rumor that Power Ledger was partnering with Tesla, which was never going to happen, but it, people just spun the rumor mill out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so like everyone was just there, like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? So we're so, talking 2017, December, like yep. top of the top. Yeah. So what's the, what's the crypto scene like in Perth at the moment? What's what's popping? What's it's cool it's actually pretty solid. So uh, one of the guys we know behind um, Blockchain Perth, he started, like you got the overall governing kind of body uh, for for Australia, which is Blockchain Australia, doesn't really do anything for WA. Like we get completely left out, no events, no representation, no nothing. So Johnny started Blockchain WA, uh, and I got about fifteen or twenty local blockchain businesses that have all joined up to it to get represented. It's amazing. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. really really cool. So Johnny's Johnny's a uh, like I call him like door kicker. He's, he is, he does not care, oh, right? Really? Like he will walk up to someone, button and, and introduce himself and be like, you need to meet this guy. Does not care. He has no, like there's no embarrassing bone in his body. He'll do anything. Great bloke overall bloke. Yeah. 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 Oh, amazing, amazing guy. <laughs> but if you're like, hey, I want to meet that guy. He's like, okay, come with me. Just walk straight through. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right as well. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. In terms of simpler, Explain what Simpler is. Are you the founder? Yeah, yep. So I'm one of the. Uh, I'm the founder. So um, we got Simpler is basically a, a Web three version of a uh, a CRM with inbuilt advanced sales sales engagement marketing and collaboration tools. So it, for the everyday person that is living in Web two and trying to understand what you're building. So Web Web two version of what we're doing is is like HubSpot, right? So it's a it's a CRM. It allows companies to build their, their contact lists, figure out who their, who their customers are, get more information about who their customers are so they know how to better market to them and how to better sell their products to them. So we do all that, plus we, we've created engagement tools for Discord, which is where most people on Web3 hang out, mm -hmm. and it allows uh, projects to basically automate their Discord, set up campaigns months in advance, set up competitions, 
tasks, bounties, all that kind of stuff. So they keep their community engaged. Yeah, wow. So we know Discord is where everyone lives within Web3 as well as Twitter. Now it's shifting a little into LinkedIn. We're seeing it creep through the walls. Within Simpler, the, I guess the problem you're solving is like, what, what's the problem that you're seeing right now that you, that you realize you had to start this? And where did that initiate yep. from? Because we've talked offline that there was a previous company towards it. How did that journey come about? Yep, yep. So we started off with ScoopTix, which is a Web3 event management software, right? And uh, we decided to do an NFT collection for that. And as we we're going to market and working with different advisors, we kind of went looking for some tool sets because I've got a, a business background, advisory background, and I've used, uh, you know, sales tools and marketing tools and stuff in the past. So I was like, oh, there's got to be something for this already. And we went looking and I just couldn't find anything to do what we wanted to do. And so we took a step back and we kind of had a look at what we'd already built for the entertainment industry and was already being used in Perth. And that was a, an app that we called Loyalty Members. And so we looked at that and we said, okay, we can retool this and we can point it back towards Web3. And what we got to do is integrate Discord and integrate Twitter with it. Everything else is pretty much stock as it is. So we did that. It took us about two, three weeks to retool that. Started using that to build up, uh, we called it Scoopy at the time, so Scoopy NFT. Started building up the community on that, uh, which, which actually grew pretty exponentially for not really uh, doing it the way we should have. So the, the original advisors that we got told us all the wrong stuff. Like everything was wrong. Yeah, but wow. It is what it is. And so we, we didn't want to like, you know, push it back in their face and say, no, no, we're going to do our own way. We went along with what they're doing and we, we executed exactly what they said. And it wasn't working out. We still look back at our engagement numbers and we're like, we're getting really strong engagement numbers on Twitter. So we're getting minimum engagement on a post because we were setting bounties was 12%. The maximum we got was 21%. And there was nothing else outside of that kind of range. So we looked at that and we're like, these are really, really strong numbers showed them to some more of our advisors and the advisors were like, this is what the market needs. Have you guys built this already? And we said, yeah, well, this is like, we didn't think anything of it because- And that was completely organic. Sorry to cut you off. That was completely organic, right? Yeah, like we, we just built what we needed, right? So we needed some tools and we're like, we just build them because we couldn't find anything. And we didn't think about even commercializing them until the advisors and stuff were like, this is what you should be doing. Forget everything else. Mm. And at that point we're like, okay, let's stop Scoopy. Let's take a step back. Let's finish building what we're building and get this right so that when we launch, we're our own first customer. We take that through the launch procedure. We use that iteration cycle to build a better product again. So keep iterating all the way through the, so build, measure, learn all the way through the cycle. Yep. Come out the other end, do our own mint, and then a few weeks later, release it commercially. Yeah, cool. So how does... Um how does Simpler integrate? With, like, is it multi-chain? Like, is it specific yeah, so, to Solana? Or? No, so, I mean, Solana's got a, a few unique properties uh, with Candy Machine. Um, so, apart from the, the issues with that. Sorry, um, what's, what's Candy Machine? So, Candy Machine's a software that you have to use basically to do your mints with, right. with Solana, right? And it's unlike the other chains. Other chains, you can create you create allow lists. So, it's just a, basically almost like a spreadsheet of the wallet addresses and then what, which, which list they're in and then how many they can mint. Yep. And that's super easy. And I have no idea why they decided that no Solana is going to deviate from this path. And with Solana, uh, it doesn't make sense because it creates friction for mm -hmm. no, for no reason. So when someone's get whitelisted, not only do you need their wallet address, you need it through Metaplex or well, through uh, candy machine version two, you've got to whitelist them for a gumdrop. The user has to go there and claim the gumdrop, which then is, their token to say, I'm allowed to mint on this list. 
And then when it comes to the actual sales process, they have to have that gumdrop in their wallet to allow them to mint the NFT that they're getting. It adds a whole nother step of complexity mm. for no reason. Yeah. So do you guys think you'd target Solana to solve that problem particularly? Uh, so it's not something we, we're looking at doing because we don't want to ourselves become a launch pad. Uh, one of our paths to market is to partner with launch pads. Uh, and that's kind of uh, one of our growth levers that we're looking at exploring. Um, going through and actually doing the mint ourselves would b- basically kill that growth channel. Fascinating. For the people that don't know your particular background within Web3, I think it's important to touch on because yep. many people listening are like, cool, that's great. Like he's developing so much. But like, what's how long, What's his journey been like? What are we talking in terms of crypto, Web3? What was the click that? Yeah, yeah. So I get it started getting you to run. Um, yeah, I started in crypto 2016. A friend of mine, Mark Piano, he's a, a lawyer. Um, at the time, I think he was in Guernsey. And uh, he just messaged me about Ethereum. I was like, mate, you got to start looking at this. This is, this is crazy. And Ethereum was like low double digits. Yeah, well. And I was like, cool, had a look. And then as I was looking at it, it took off to like 100 and something bucks, if I remember correctly. I could be butchering this completely wrong. But I think that's what happened. And that got my, that piqued my attention. So started started buying back then, um, and then pretty much never looked back. And a couple of months later, I was talking to a guy uh, called Kurt Connolly, which at the time was launching a product called Dbet or Descentbet. Yep. Uh, and he was like the founder of Perth Crypto Crew, and I'd just been just started a few weeks earlier. And uh, I remember jumping on a phone call with him. He was on a plane about to take off to the US, and um, he was like, "Oh, look, I'm going to bring you into the group. They're really good guys. Have a chat." Ended up meeting up with them, started having more and more meetups. And then they asked me to, to join them as an admin. And then we kind of just grew the crew from there. So now we're sitting around about 7,000 members. Yeah, um, awesome. We have pretty regular meetups in Perth and it's all about just helping each other out, finding different things. Someone has a problem, we help connect them with people, all that why kind of stuff. You, why do you think the Web3 crypto NFT blockchain community is different to past businesses? Like what's, what's, the, what's the difference within the culture that exists? I think it's such an immature, and I, I don't say this in a negative way, it's such an immature market that uh, people have that naivety that anything is possible, right? Whereas in the traditional business models, someone will say something, they'll be like, that's never going to work because they feel like they've got that experience, right? Whereas in Web3, someone says something crazy, be like, fuck, that might just work, yeah. right? And it's a completely different mindset. And I think that's what it is. People do crazy shit in Web3. In Web2, they'll be like, no, nah, it's not going to work. Mm. don't care you know what i think that is just just quickly on top of that i feel like you know back in the day it's always been that mentality like the older people know more than the younger generation where it's kind of flipped now because the younger generation are built plugged into the internet and you know now blockchain and all this stuff and i've learned to work together as a community and if they're missing a bit of information they can go to someone find that bit of information and go on hey oh there's a gap here like here's a solution people are like oh that that's a crazy idea fuck that that might just work you know yeah. we live in an era now where you know startups and entrepreneurship is the popular thing to do right yeah. and it's and it's so amazing because you narrow it down to sort of humans and our evolution like this is key what we want yeah. as we want everyone working together coming together and 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 you know working to solve problems to help that benefits everyone right and i think you know web3 in, in my opinion is that's what the collaboration thing's about. Like, yep. pretty much, look, 99% of the interaction I've had in Web3 
has been really, really positive. Yep. Um, and there's there's always that one percent that's negative, but I mean, everyone else is really happy to work together, connect, do stuff like that. Uh, and you guys have obviously, you know, had the, had the same interactions. Yeah. So what I've found is everybody's really down to earth. It doesn't matter who you are, how much money you made, what PFP you're rocking. Um, yeah. Everybody's got time for everybody, and yeah, that's what I love about it. So. Yeah. And like awesome. getting back to the whole like the ICO thing back in the day, and this is kind of what drew me in to Web three in the first place was at no point in human history has the greater public people had a say in the technology of tomorrow, mm. and that's what I loved about ICOs because going through traditional um, you know, venture capital or private equity and stuff like that, it was very much up to what's in my portfolio already, what's my risk exposure like to this so on and so forth. And the really, really crazy ideas sometimes just don't get back because it doesn't meet their investment thesis. Mm. And traditional investors don't look at a lot of stuff that is on the fringe. Whereas Mar and Par investors and crypto investors are much more open to high risk because it's high reward. And you get crazy ideas that just might work, actually raise some capital and get going. A lot of them failed. But at the end of the day, the world's a better place for having gone through that. Unfortunately, what happened in the space was where there's free flowing capital was scammers come in and that kind of tainted the entire industry. Where we are right now in ICOs, so in NFTs is very similar to where we were in 2017, 2018 with ICOs. Mm -hmm. The market hasn't matured yet. People are still degening into things, right? They just ape in and they think it's going to work out. We'll get to a stage where the average NFT investor wises up a little bit because either they're out of the market because they've lost their money, they've lost it all, or they realize, hey, doing some due diligence actually pays off. And I'm going to start looking at who the team is, what their experience is, what the business model is that they're doing, what the product is that they're building, and are they raising enough capital to actually execute on that plan? And at the moment, that's one of the things that I pick up on for like potential rugs is you look at them and they're like, we're building a metaverse and we're raising 150 grand. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, I think also um, just on that is, you know, I've been early in NFTs, you know, like back in 2020. And you've seen it evolve over the years, right? And you guys would have seen this as well. Um, but the consumers and the community have become a lot smarter. You know, celebrities yeah. launch a project, everyone's like, stay away. Like, saw the Chris you Brown, know. saw the Kevin Hart one. Well, exactly. Oh, that was crazy. Right? Yeah. You know, these guys have got, what, collectively over 300 million followers. Who was advising them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't you, know. Had the, you had the easiest sale in the history of NFTs. And but what, then, they, how many did they sell yeah. out? Like 100? 300. The Chris yeah, Brown sold 300 NFTs for a collective following of 150 million on Instagram. Yeah, well, He put out one video and explained a video and that was it. And at some point, he should have just bought them all himself and saved himself the embarrassment. Yeah. Like, in all honesty. <laughs> <laughs> what, he, he probably doesn't realize the embarrassment, the implications of it. And that's the thing with a lot of these celebrities. They're not realizing the implications that blockchain technology is transparent. It's immutable. It's on a ledger. We can yep. all see it. Meaning we know what you've put out. We know if you're going to put something out in 10 years. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. What did you, what did you end up doing in 2021, 2022? Yep. And you see uh, the people deep in crypto know that when you start getting these celebrities come on board and start doing these projects and raising this money, it's a very good sign we're near the top of the market. Mm -hmm. So everybody starts going to maybe taking a step back and going, okay, we're we full 
euphoria right now. Um, yeah. But you got Snoop Dogg. How many, how many collections did he get mentioned in? Like um, that was right at the very top of the market. Yeah, exactly. Every, every other week, Snoop Dogg was doing something apparently. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he, so that was a good top signal for me. I think the um, – just going back to, you know, what we were talking about um, with, with the whole – you know the consumers sort of growing and educating right and and how the market shifted um i think you know like you said before you know everyone's just fomoing in emotional investing it's gambling right um so now you know consumers have become smarter especially in a bear market this is the most exciting part because you weed out all the people that you don't want in there yeah. and they just you know season comers and goers and they'll just go um but now you've got you know the builders like ourselves who are you know really passionate about what's this and we can you know vision the future on what it's going to look like but it's kind of like a really good learning and growing experience right well during the bear market the builders build the tools to take the nft space to the next level so we're paving the way for the next bull run Mm -hmm. and when that comes for whatever reason what kick starts it we'll be there we'll set everything we've got everything ready to try and legitimize the space as much as we can Beautiful. Yeah, that's the that's the thing about the bear market kind of like sets the tone and, and develops the mentality. Anyone can make money in the bull market, mm. right? Like you can almost like I think there was a guy that had a chicken or something like that picking his crypto that he invested in. <laughs> right. Yeah, wow. And he, he still made money. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> literally you can't you can almost not lose money in a in a bear market. Sorry, in a bull market. In a bear market, that gives you an education because you kind of get high on your own supply. Your whole bull market, you're like, I'm amazing. I can't fail. And then all of a sudden the market turns and everything you do turns to shit. Mm. And that kind of makes or breaks you. And some people, the people that are out right now and they're still in the industry right now in the market, they've got the right attitude of like, okay, market's down. I'm going to be buying now. Because six months ago, I was looking at Bitcoin when it was $60,000. It's now $20,000. I would have been dreaming about those prices six months ago. Mm. So I'm going to buy as much of it as I can right now. Mm. Other people that have lost money because they bought it $60,000, instead of looking at it as, oh, it's, it's a it's a 66% discount, they go, oh, I'm not buying it. It's, too, it's, it's, it's going down. It's going to yeah, go to zero. Exactly. So it's all about your mindset as well. Um, most people are so short-sighted. So when they jump in crypto, they're like, oh, I want to be rich in one month and retirement and retire. Whereas uh, you need to change your attitude now and have that long, long-term view so you, you could be buying at 22K and we could break down again and go to 12K or whatever level we reach. Um, but when we do recover and when that cycle starts again, you've got an amazing entry at 22K. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be following when it gets above 30 because it's going to go quickly. Yeah, exactly right. For the, for the simpler crew, is there anything similar to what you guys are building at the moment? And if so, what's, what's making you guys the point of differentiation within the market because we know these yes. NFT projects, even these Web3 projects, we're seeing, oh, yeah, another Web3 agency. Oh, yep, yeah. another yeah. AAP yeah. project, another avatar project. So what's, there's a there's the a couple of um, nothing like exactly what we're building. There's a couple of similar things that have aspects of what we're building. So there's a couple of different whitelisting tools out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of different kind of like little kind of engagement and task-based stuff out there. No one's really done anything along the lines of uh, proper Discord planning, uh, proper bounties, proper community engagement planning, um, like a proper marketing hub filtered around Twitter and around uh, Discord itself. And then we changed the, the thing that changes us is our unique value proposition over a traditional whitelisting kind of uh, competitor of ours. 
they look at it as a whitelist is the end goal. Mm. We think that a whitelist is a stepping stone. So we use sales funnels and sales psychology uh, to move people through a funnel. Instead of it being the end goal is the whitelist and it's a two-week grind to get this whitelist, right? We look at it as the whitelist is the first step in the journey of evangelizing that customer. As they move through the as they move through the process and they move further and further down the funnel, they're learning more and more about your product. So what you are, who you are, why they should trust you, why they should care about what you're doing. By the time they get to the end of that funnel, they should be a hot buyer. Yeah, you're going to get some people drop off, right? Because that's just natural. That's what happens. You're never going to get a 100% conversion rate. Mm. But by the time you get to the end, you've got an evangelized group of people that are your base community that are going to be going out there and know everything about your product. And they're going to go into other discords and talk to them as well. Be invested emotionally in your project. Yeah. So, yeah. so for the for the steps of that whitelist, what does that look like? If you can share. Yeah. So right, right now, just for context, for people that aren't extremely involved and have been for the last year, the the the, the value of the whitelist we know has gone it's disseminated. It's yep. poof. It's like ah, anybody yep. can get a whitelist. What's the actual meaning? Then we change it to waitlist, and I've heard. Blacklist and it's like, what's, what's, what's actually happening? So what's the different process that you're willing to take through? Yeah. So that's, that's completely up to the, the actual, uh, the creator as they're setting up. So we provide the tool set for them to create their own customer journey and then map it all the way through. We give them a bit of guidance around how to do that. Uh, but it's very similar to other, uh, sales funnel tools out there. It's just a tool and they get to decide how to use it. We don't dictate. We just, we have a, a very low bar to clear to get someone into a project. So they land on the landing page. They have to follow the, follow the project on Twitter, join their discord. And because we're integrated with both of those services, we know exactly if they have or not. Uh, and once they've done that, they add it to their list. And then we say, Hey, look, that's a person that's interested in the project. Then they can start seeing the tasks that they have to click off. Yeah, cool. So your software, is it going to be its own individual platform or is, yes. it, and is it going to plug into APIs with, with other pl- platforms, i.e. Twitter, Discord and stuff like that? Yeah, so we're fully integrated uh, with Twitter. Um, yep. So there's two different versions of a Twitter API. We use both yep. to do different things uh, and we're fully integrated with Discord. So we're taking a Discord first approach. Uh, so past, past Mint, um, it's a bit much to try and do it before Mint because you have to build our server side first and then integrate it into discord so we're building our server side first and then we'll be integrating into discord as we uh, move through our own mint but post mint almost everything that you do will be able to be done from discord alone you won't have to leave with the with the exception of connecting your wallet and stuff like that you won't actually have to leave discord yeah well that's cool have you guys seen any alternatives to discord any hot takes on where the market's going to transition outside of Twitter and Discord. I know it's a very vague yeah, yeah. thought, but a year ago we are on Clubhouse. Yep. And now we're on Twitter and now people are creeping onto LinkedIn. Um, Discord sticking around, but we don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's from a, from a business perspective, you never want to build something on a, that's completely solely dependent on another platform because if that platform changes its terms and conditions tomorrow, you're screwed. Right. And uh, if that happened and just say, Twitter turned around and was like, no more NFTs, right? Facebook did that 2017, 2018. Facebook turned around and was like, no crypto, right? And that's the reason why Twitter took off the way it did because Facebook wouldn't allow it. Mm. So, you know, you had a lot of businesses back then that got absolutely decimated because that was their only marketing channel. That was how they operated. 
it's never good to have a single source, like a single channel of, of uh, operation, right? And um, at the moment with crypto and with NFTs, we're kind of locked into that with Twitter. There is a couple of um, alternate things that we've, we've got coming out, but everything that so far has come through is, is you know, failed because of just lack of network effect. You need to have, the, the equation to me is that there needs to be enough value there for you to stay there and form that level of, of habit of going back, right? Like you'll find yourself checking Twitter and Twitter checking uh, Discord and checking Facebook without really thinking about it. You just pick up your phone and all of a sudden you're in Discord because it's just like muscle memory. Mm. And for an app to do that and build that level of muscle memory uh, and build that, like, that habit, it takes repetition. And unless the user is thinking, that, like, thinking about it and they get enough value out of it, it's a hard thing to do. And there's a, there's a point of like exit velocity that you have to reach with a social network where you've got enough market, sorry, enough network effect where there's enough value there. But to get there, you need to have a strong base of, of users that are providing that value because you as a, a social network, you're not providing it. You're providing a platform for people to meet on and chat and discuss things and share value. So there needs to be an underlying base value of people that are willing to do that. And you get those as, as like innovators, right? It's like they're, they're willing to use a product warts and all, but I don't care because they just want to be the first. And the good thing about social platforms and stuff like that, you'll generally get like some influencers will move there because they want to be the biggest influencer on this new platform in case it takes off. Yeah, they want right. to get in early, right? Yeah. Like, like everyone did back in the day with Facebook, TikTok, yeah. Instagram, yeah. so on. Um, so, you know, from you know you're integrating with twitter discord those are your main focal points obviously discord being you know the, the bigger one um what about other social platforms do you think that that's something that you venture into I mean, do you decentralized see social platforms yeah that popping off that you're exploring because obviously we're seeing like things like deso um, individuals getting rewarded to utilize the platforms we've seen brave rules Ready's yeah so steam it steam it back in the day are you guys familiar with steam it yeah yeah how'd that go yeah <laughs> wow and, and that was that was backed by some pretty, pretty big people right? yeah exactly it was going to be the next big thing right yeah yeah at one stage i think from memory it had the most so on a month by month basis it had the highest internet traffic in the world at the time wow. yeah wow and they couldn't capitalize on it because to me again it was a network effect thing they couldn't create enough value to hold people on the platform for long enough to form that habit where people kept going back just just automatically by themselves right like i had a steamit account and I just naturally forgot that it existed. And I spent quite a bit of time on it. And it was only recently I was like, oh, crap, I, I used to have one of those. Right? It just it failed to deliver on that. Through, through your platform, you guys have clearly studied engagement. Yep. And we know if you have a Twitter, if you're trying to build any type of community project, that's the goal. Like that's, the, that's exactly what you want. For the project that is on zero to 100 followers, zero to 1,000, what – what do you guys provide for them in terms of what would be that advice to yeah. provide them to say, how do you, how do you build up their engagement? So our, our paid product will come with a, a playbook and that playbook gives you a very uh, kind of broad strokes approach to uh, the, the first um, kind of things you should be doing to set up your accounts. Right. So we're living in a very interesting type, type and space where Twitter spaces right now is the best possible thing to be jumping in. Exactly. Right. And it's free. Like Twitter, if they're not making money, that's all they need to do is just monetize spaces better, mm. right? Like make it be a license or something, right? Because honestly, 
you you could do paid marketing. You're not going to get the exposure that just jumping into spaces, putting your hand up and talking for five seconds. Yeah. Right. Like you start jumping into spaces and people will follow you in, in two minutes. And I, I've had a Twitter account since 2012 and living in Australia, you guys know there's mm. no one uses Twitter yeah, over here. Yeah. And I've only just started activating it recently. Mm. And like, it's, it's been super, super uh, interesting figuring this out because we've talked to a lot of advisors and stuff like that. Like I know how to engage Facebook people. I know how to engage on, on Instagram and everything else, mm. but Twitter, we tried hiring people in Perth and Perth's like marketing central, right? Like you put an advertisement out for marketing every day, you're getting like 50 to hundred like emails people coming through. Not a single person had any Twitter experience at all. Wow. Right. Massive no data. one. We, we literally tried advertising for like a Twitter expert. No one applied, right? Just does not exist in Perth. So we had to learn it. That's really, really interesting. From, from, the, from the psychological point of view, because you're talking about tools that these small brands could purchase, but from a psychological point of view, what is that? What should people be thinking when building these projects? That's what I'm fascinated in. Yeah, so you, I mean, so like, like, it, like, for, like the way I think about it, is it like, is it constantly keeping them on spaces every single day? Is it hitting, hitting the dopamines on TikTok? Is it hitting that call to action? Yeah, so it's, it's a bunch of, it really depends on what you're building, right? And you need to be intriguing enough to get people to want to care, right? And if you can't create some kind of hook that is going to make them feel something, right? They're never, you're going to keep scrolling. They don't care. And the good thing about spaces is you can jump in a space and there might be 50 to 100 people in there. And you put your hand up and a lot of the time they'll let you, they'll let you speak mm. and you can be completely unqual unqualified. And I've listened to some people <laughs> that just shouldn't be talking on spaces and they get exposure, right? And through doing that, they learn more, they get more exposure, like build a stronger network, start to meet different people. And they grow as, they grow as individuals a lot faster than just someone that just sits back and just wants to read something. Yeah. And for new projects, it's all about momentum. You don't want to start your marketing campaign two or three months out from when you're going to launch your mint. It's so hard to keep people engaged continuously for that long. So you need to have a plan. And we, we could have launched a month ago, um, but we'll have a, a run up into our mint and we've, we've designed it to we're going all out. So we're, we've just started reaching out to people, coming on podcasts, going to events, putting our name out there. And then when we launch our full-blown marketing campaign, you, um, we're, we're hoping it goes absolutely nuts. So this has been our this is our soft launch week. Uh, so what you'll see from us over the next next week or so is we'll start jumping in more and more Twitter Spaces under the Bounty Hunters uh, address on mm. on Twitter, the account. And um, we've got so we've got a full law storyline building up to our mint, right? And uh part of that is the bounty hunters are in the near future and the near future is is desolate right it's been destroyed there's like a evil overtone uh kind of like a power Absolute chaos yeah that's like push like suppressing the people and taking away people's freedoms and being on web3 is like punishable by death and stuff like that and uh drage is the the head guy for the bounty hunters he's a leader and he's he's sending messages back through time skips to warn people in the present about this so we've got these little voice clips. So we'd be jumping in spaces and just playing those. And when we get to talk, cool. they're about 10 seconds long. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like all cutting in and out and there's static and he's talking and all that kind of stuff. And then it just gets cut off. Right. And then we're just doing that. It's a guerrilla marketing campaign just to get a bit of exposure. Mm. And they're designed to be hooks. They're just designed to get people's, get people's interest, whether they like it or not. 
if they click on our profile and, and that, we're hoping that there's enough stuff there to keep them there. And even if they don't come the first time, it's, you, you get the hook in them. And then when they actually start seeing what we're doing and what we're building, you've set the groundwork for them and they're like, okay, I've heard these multiple times now. I need to have a proper look into them. Yeah, well, I mean, we're really – we're still very early from the storytelling perspective of these projects. I mean, we're only just seeing Bought at Your Club develop theirs into the their metaverse. I'm very excited to see your stoner cats come out with their stories, your your doodles come out mm. with their music line and comic books. We're seeing we've seen comic books, but like the five year story, like the Walt Disney origin stories. I mean, they're happening right now within Web three. You never know how far it can go if it really takes off. And for, for you guys, what is that? Like thinking beyond what would be the greater result beyond success for you? So I was like, and the reason I asked that, sorry to cut you off. Well, good. We, we have these large ambitious dreams and goals and visions of how, how our projects could be, how, how our brand could be. What would be greater than that for you? So the way I measure success is the number of projects that we allow to be successful. It's not about us. We want to build a platform that allows other projects to become successful in what they do and enables them to build better projects themselves. And that's kind of the, the whole reason behind the tool set that we've built. And is helping other projects being successful measured financially, minting out? Community engagement really depends on what they want to go for, community engagement. So, you know, the, the mint process is really just the infancy of these projects. And too many people kind of like put all the emphasis on the minting process and we're like, oh, it has to sell out, it has to sell out, it has to sell out. And they forget there's like the majority of the company's life and the journey is post-mint, right? And they put all this pressure all the way leading up to that and they kind of get to that day and then they go, oh, crap, we've got to do this again tomorrow. We've got to actually do something now. And so we want to enable, we want to build tools that allows A, for that process to be a lot smoother and simpler, that's the name, mm-hmm. uh, but also help support them afterwards as well so they can keep that community engagement going. Because right now one of the key fundamental issues that we're getting is you know, projects mint, but they've got no fundamental understanding about how to create value. So they create, uh, you know, whitelisting opportunities and that's their sole source of value that they're creating for their community. So the community just starts churning and they get bored and they're like, I'm in 20 other Discord servers. They all do the same thing. I get the same whitelist everywhere else. Why am I staying here? Right. So we want to create, you know, little fun games, little fun interactions and things like that, that keep people engaged, people keep people coming back and allow the teams because at the end of the day, right, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation because if you're an actual builder and you're building a product, you're not sitting in Discord. Mm. You're busy building shit, yeah. right? And the community looks at that and goes, there's no one here. They've, they've vanished. They've rugged. It's like, no motherfucker, I'm building. Like, I'm doing what you, I told you I was going to do all along. I'm not going to be here every five seconds to hold your hand. So our tool set's designed in such a way where they can set up their full engagement campaign and it will just run itself. So they can focus on executing and building products and let our software do the rest for them. Right, so they'll automate the whole process with like bots and stuff like that? And- yes, our bot fully integrates into, into Discord. Uh, post our launch, you'll be able to build your Twitter campaigns and all that. You've still got to build it, like you've still got to build yep. the campaign. So it's just a campaign manager. Yeah. But we give you the tools to do so where it will self-execute afterwards. Yeah, wow, awesome. That could come down to you've got four hours quiet period in the Discord and the bot will recognise it go, okay, we need to do our next post now. And it will do that to create the engagement to keep everybody active in the Discord chat. That's cool. Yep. Wrapping up, um, I'm going to go to a segment called the final five questions. You can answer with one word or one sentence. But before I do that, I'm going to throw it to Rowdy for a final 
for final thoughts. Final thoughts? Final, thoughts, final question and I'll, um, I'll the final five. So when can we expect Simplex? Simpler. Simpler. Sorry. Sorry. We'll get that. We'll get that in edit. <laughs> when you guys grow up. Your name is going to put an X on the end. The, like, the market's <laughs> covering it. Sorry, mate. All good, Simpler. mate. All good. All good. That's stress. Uh, so look, we're, we're aiming to launch at the end of, end of August. Oh, wow. That's um, cool. We're in talks with uh, a pretty big um, launch partner yep. at the moment that we're working through. Um, and so we've, we've, got the plan of uh, we're executing our, our soft launch at the moment, getting some people just starting to you know raise a bit of awareness on it. We've been in some spaces in America today. Uh, we'll be in more for the parents the next few weeks. Um, and it's just raising awareness at the moment, right? Like no one cares enough because we're not minting next week, mm. right? And you have to understand that the people's attention spans are short and it's not because your product or your service or whatever it is is shit. You've got to understand there's a million and one people all grabbing their attention at the same time, mm. right? Like there's only so much attention that they've got. So we've, we've got to move towards awareness. And then once we get ready for our proper campaign, at least I'll, oh, I know that I've seen that logo somewhere before. I've heard these guys talk before. And that's what we're building towards at the moment. So the marketing will be early August and the mint will be late August. Awesome. Beautiful. Exciting. Final five. Let's go. As soon as you hear it, hit the answer. Start up to you, James, and go back. Biggest NFT win. Uh, okay, Bears. To God's. Biggest NFT loss. Oh, so many. <laughs> <laughs> the loss is so much better, right? Um, you can say a price or you can say a project. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say the project. There's been a few rugs, I'll say that. Um, but yeah, lost, lost quite a lot of soul. Yeah. Lost your soul or lost? <laughs> My soul's I'm dead. Taking away the rug projects, I bought Blocksmith Labs at the top. Oh yeah. Yeah, wow. So that's hard, but it's not it's not too bad. And third question, a message for yourself in five years from now. Actually, I'm gonna say about the last one. My biggest loss so far was Steppen. Ooh. Oh wow, motherfuckers! I, that's the most expensive pair of shoes I've ever worn in my life. I can't even fucking wear them. Right? And uh, yeah, that's the that's, 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 that's not that's not the worst financial loss, but that's the worst ego loss because I bought those for the wife. Like fucking here you go, love, and then yeah, no, nah, just gone to shit. Oh, no. <laughs> she doesn't want to go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, every every day she reminds me, "How's the shoes going?" I'm like, "Fuck, I want to tell her." <laughs> So that's the ego loss. Yeah, your your future five years self, what's the message you'd like to pass on to the five years? Yeah, good. From now, very Jay? good question. Um me, it's keep doing what you love. Like you wake up on the Monday morning, you've got a working week, and if you're waking up looking forward to what you're doing that day and till Friday, you know you're in the, the right space, you're doing the right thing, finding that purpose, going with that. So yeah. if I'm if I'm still doing that in five years, I'll I'll be a very happy man and I know I'm still on the right track. So yeah, for me, it's 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 really just do what you're passionate about because right now, like I was talking to the the Magic Eden boys about this last night, and like none of us feel like we're working, mm-hmm. right? Like we were sitting we we're sitting out last night having a few beers, and honest to God, we we're talking shop the entire night, and we all fucking loved it, mm-hmm. right? Like you could have been there's no difference between there and there and at work, right? Like we. No one, no one was like, oh, you know, I've worked jobs before where someone starts talking shop at the pub 
and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, we tried to start deviating the conversation away from crypto and then within like two minutes it was straight back. back. Yeah. <laughs> and I think about five or six times that we just decided, nah, let's just go straight into I, it. I think that's an indication that you are on the right path yeah. and you're passionate, right? Yep. So, I mean, if you're passionate about something and you're doing that as a job, you're on the right path, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people, I mean, like, my background used to be construction. I fucking hate it now. You yeah, know what same I mean? thing. Yeah, and it's just like, it was pretty much the same scenarios, right? You're at the pub, you're talking shopping, like, fucking hell, like, we've got to do something better with our life. Yep. But now it's exciting because people come, to, come up to me and they go, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm changing the world. I'm building the future. Yeah, but that's my job. It doesn't feel like work, does it? No, it doesn't. Yeah, but it's crazy. Yeah, you get paid for it. Exactly. Like this is magic internet fucking. <laughs> 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 no, it's exciting. You go grind out a twelve or thirteen hour day, and you, you, you've still got that drive when you get home. Well, you're thinking, and you're, yeah. Well, it's the only the, the downside is, but again, it's not. I, I don't see it as a downside. It's like we've stopped that nine to five for the twenty four seven. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like we're working Saturdays and Sundays. I mean, like this is essentially working for like Daniel and us, right? Like. But it's not because it's it's passion, you know. Yep. Like, yeah, it's classed as probably working, but we're like, oh well. Tax man would class it as working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to claim that on the rebates, anyways. All right, yeah. got that Uber uh, Final, final two questions. The journey that you guys are on for yourself now. What would your younger self be proud of, and what would your younger self be sad of? Yeah, Very good intimate question. Good question. Um, I think I was just, I started, I started my adult life uh, by having kids when I was 22. So I've got, I'm 36 years old now. I've got a 14 year old, a 13 year old and a 10 year old. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I kind of went the hard way. My very young self would be like, don't do that. <laughs> like I, I, I love my kids, but like, it's really doing life on hard mode. But if I was my young adult self looking at now, I think I'd be proud of what I've done. Beautiful, man. That's amazing. I'll just be proud of how far I come because being I used to be a sparky and I'll be like, oh, I'm doing this for the rest of my life. And you just get into that mindset, wake up at 5 a.m., go to work, just hate it, come home, do whatever you do. And, yeah, but now it's going back to the uh, point before where this is our passion and I'm proud that I can wake up and I'm happy every day and just want to grind and, made the tools for the future part of the web free journey Love it. thanks for tuning in for anyone that is walking jogging trying to get their steps in from stepping <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, quickly you. uh where can everyone find you guys do you want to drop your socials or yep so it's it's simpler uh so simpler with a three instead of the e yeah so s-i-m-p-l three r <laughs> you got it, no X. we got uh, that yeah so it's it's simpler underscore bh bh and, and that's, that's on twitter tw- that's our twitter handle yes cool yeah so discord discord's not open yet but yeah. yeah twitter's twitter's just ramping up now beautiful beautiful nft mob connect collect collaborate and create culture yeah. of collaboration it's been a pleasure thanks, thanks for having me on yeah, thank, thank you, you for peace and love let's roll up let's go oh.